Welcome to the StarNet Regions 1 and 3 podcast. StarNet provides a variety of opportunities for personal and professional growth for those who touch the lives of young children, ages birth through eight, with an emphasis on children with special needs. StarNet supports family-centered research and effective practices in early childhood education and care. To find out more about StarNet, please visit starnet.org. Hi, my name is Jody Knapp, and I am one of the Early Childhood Resource Specialists on the StarNet Regions 1 and 3 team. I would like for you to think about various meetings you have attended. Have you ever attended a meeting in a room you thought was very cold, or actually, you thought it was freezing in there? Did someone say to you, yes, it is cold in here, but you will be okay, just don't think about it? Not having any control over the situation, You sat there trying to listen, yet the following thoughts were going through your mind. Wow, it is really cold in here. I wish I had my jacket. Or, my hands are so cold, I cannot even hold my pen to take notes. During these uncomfortable times, are you truly able to focus on the discussion taking place, or are you just thinking about how cold the room is? While we may want to pay attention to the presenter, Our body may be focused on the temperature of the room, and we may not be able to move past that thought and feeling of being so cold. After spending time reflecting on how we feel in these types of situations, let's now think about the children in our classrooms and homes who may be highly sensitive to stimuli in their world. Children who are highly sensitive may react to the stimuli in ways that may appear as if they are choosing to not participate or to not follow the rules. Getting to know each child and what his or her needs are is critical, and it is important for us to try to observe the child in a variety of situations in order to develop a better understanding of what the child is trying to communicate. The thoughts and ideas I'm going to share with you in this podcast come from personal experience. Until about 25 years ago, I did not realize that I experienced the world differently than other people. At that time, I participated in a training that was being led by an occupational therapist. During the training, she showed a video depicting what a child with sensory processing disorder may be experiencing in a world full of noise. As I watched the young child and how he experienced anxiety and agitation over the different noises, I realized there was an answer to the difficulties I had been enduring throughout my life. I have struggled with sounds, smells, tactile, and visual stimuli from a very young age. Back in those days, though, we did not have as much information about how each person experiences their world through their senses. When I expressed concern about the smells bothering me, I often heard from a variety of adults that it was all in my head. After watching this video, I slowly began to realize that not everyone experiences the world as intensely as I do. Though I have not been diagnosed with sensory processing disorder, I am highly sensitive to many stimuli in our world. I'm going to share with you some thoughts and questions to think about pertaining to children who are highly sensitive. Over the years, I found that one of my favorite sentence starters is, I wonder... Using these two words helps to remind me that I do not have all the answers. 
starting with, I wonder, gives me the opportunity to think about a concern and then reflect and explore. I wonder, how can children who are highly sensitive communicate to adults and other children about their needs when they do not understand what is happening and they do not know how to put it into words? I wonder how children who are highly sensitive and who may react to stimuli related to the sense of sound can communicate that a noise is too loud and it physically makes their ears itch inside and sometimes even hurt. How does a child explain that that beautiful music playing in the background is distracting her from completing her work because she is focused on the music instead of the task at hand? How does a child express the aggravating feeling he has when the child hears someone folding paper or flipping pages in a book? Often it is not just the loud noises, but the small noises that can bother a person who is highly sensitive. It is helpful to note that while many people can hear and dismiss sounds in the environment, some are not able to do so. I wonder how children who are highly sensitive and who may react to stimuli related to the sense of smell can communicate about the many smells in our world that are difficult to ignore. How can a child tell you about all of the smells that bombard her when she walks into a store and smells things such as rotting potatoes, the seafood department, the cosmetics area with the perfumes, lotions, and hand soaps, and oh my goodness, the laundry detergent aisle? How can a child let you know that the scented plug-in is giving her a huge headache or is making her feel as if she wants to run away? I have to ask, Do you ever feel as if you would like to run away or avoid the smell of certain places? Now think of a child in this situation where the experience is magnified. How can he express the fact that the smells are overwhelming and he has to get out of here now or he is going to be physically sick? I wonder how children who are highly sensitive and who may react to stimuli related to the sense of touch can communicate that the tags on their shirts are itching or poking them. We have all heard about how the seams on socks can be extremely uncomfortable and distressing as well. What about the times we ask children to explore with sensory materials such as finger paint or sand or water? Do we give children the space to not join in the activity when they say, I don't want to touch it. It feels yucky. I wonder... How children who are highly sensitive and who may react to stimuli related to visual input can communicate that there is too much happening in their world visually and that they are on overload. Think about the various areas you may take children, stores that have a lot of products, a lot of signage, and a lot of people. Now think of other places such as classrooms that have a lot of materials, a lot of signs, schedules, or pictures on the walls and a lot of children. While these signs, schedules, and pictures are designed to assist children, sometimes they can still be very overstimulating. Reflecting on these I wonder statements, I would like to share a few suggestions on how to help support a child who may be highly sensitive. First, listen to the child. When a child is expressing concerns either verbally or non-verbally, about sounds, smells, 
or the way something feels, look at the environment. Take time to wonder about what might be causing a child to be uncomfortable. Are there any noises or smells that could be causing his discomfort? Remember, what might be a soft hum or a slight scent to you might be alarms going off for the child. Be sure to get down on your knees so you can experience the sights, smells, and sounds of the environment the way the child does. It is also important to get to know each child as an individual. We all have unique qualities. Getting to know each child will help you to better question what might be causing a child to feel discomfort. Please remember, a child is not necessarily being difficult because she wants to be. There may be stimuli in the environment that is overwhelming to her. Another suggestion is to develop routines at home and school. Having a routine is essential as it helps to prepare a child who is highly sensitive for any changes in routine, which includes a change in the stimuli. Work together as educators and families. Providing children with the connection of home and school provides consistency for the routine I just mentioned. After trying some ideas at home and school, does your child appear less anxious or frustrated? Or do you need to consider meeting with another professional in the field? Please keep in mind, this is an ongoing process for the child. Children who are highly sensitive do not deal with the challenges to their senses during certain times of the day. Rather, it is a continual minute-by-minute experience. One more note from my experiences as an adult who is highly sensitive to stimuli in our world. As an adult, I can explain to you what I am feeling, and you can try to understand and make the accommodations I need. This process, though, requires me to be able to tell you what I need. Children may not be able to tell you verbally what is happening. They may experience it with their bodies, but not have any idea of how to let you know what is happening. Instead, they may do the only thing they know how to do. They may say, I can't wear that because it itches or scratches, or I can't stay here because it smells. They may look away from the wall that has all of the pictures, signs, and schedules, or they may hold their ears and cry at loud noises, such as firework booms, as well as small noises, such as people whispering. So as we conclude this podcast, please remember that when you have a child express either verbally or non-verbally that something is too intense, take the time to wonder and to explore if anything in the environment might be impacting the child. After exploring the environment and making any necessary adaptations, reflect on how the children are responding. Are there areas or situations where you might need to seek additional information? Do you need to explore the concerns with professionals in related fields? Listen to the children, reflect, wonder, and explore the ways you can help children experience their world a bit more gently. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Starnet Regions 1 and 3 podcast. If you have any questions or concerns, please reach out to starnet at wiu.edu or submit a request using the Make a Request button on our homepage.